how many hours a day can a human actually work according to science? I'm reading this article from irisreading.com, and this is what it says. I'll give you a super short synopsis. We take it for granted that the typical workday is eight hours, but have you ever wondered how many hours a day you can actually work and remain productive? The ideal work hours per day, according to this article, for a human to be productive is three to four hours. And for most people, the actual work hours are two to three hours with the maximum hours of productivity in the day being six hours. So the most productive people, it's saying, can only work a maximum of six hours. Now, I'm taking that with a grain of salt. We had a bit of a discussion prior about this, but there's been times where I, I get what it's saying. I When I worked at JCPenney, I'm working for somebody else or I'm like doing something where I'm just working in order to get paid. I'm not there for any other reason. Like if you're not cutting me my check, I'm not getting paid, right? That type of job, I could totally see this science being true. Like I, hmm. I'm really only mentally able to handle two to three hours of work. Um, but then there's been things that I've worked on like producing music, producing videos, producing podcasts, producing courses, produce writing books, like things like that, that I've worked on where I could go 10 hours, 12 hours. And I don't want to stop. I have to stop because it's time to go to bed and I'm tired. Like, so I think that it has to do a little bit more with what you're doing versus just work in general. What you're doing and what you value. Mm. So, you know, we talk about our age differences here. That's one of the things we like to bring to this broadcast is a perspective of somebody in their 60s, perspective of somebody in their 20s, because it's it's different. So I grew up in the, the work, 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 work era, save, 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 buy the home, the American dream, the cars, and then plenty to retire on. What I'm hearing from the younger generation that work in my organization and hanging out with you and David is that the Gen Z, Gen X, millennials really value experiences. Yes. yes. Now here, here can be a dichotomy or here can be a problem. <laughs> a lot of our experiences require money. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, so yeah, the millennial wants a lot of experience and a lot of time off. So do I, I love time off. However, it goes back to what you said earlier, what I find myself doing with certain time off is creating more jobs for myself because <laughs> I, I really love life and I love what I do. Yeah. And I don't feel like I really work. I feel like I have a career, yes, but I like it and I enjoy it. But I do think this is a good subject to talk about. Europe has long, much of Europe a long time ago went to a four-day work week. Mm -hmm. Um, so we are, there is a shift of what do we value right. and do we want to spend all of our time working, quote unquote, making money and not having the time to experience life or experience the things that we love to do. I personally don't think that you can boil it down to just a one size fits all. 
because people have different values. They just do. And it's okay. True. It's okay for them to have different values. We talk about it on the show. Like some people might really like what they do and they want to be all in Mm -hmm. on being a music producer or all Mm -hmm. in on writing books or all in on creating movies and cinema. And, um, you know, there's jobs where passion meets payment and there's jobs where payment is the only thing that I'm there for. It's like, I'm just here because I tech, because I have bills to pay. I have my family to take care of, et cetera. And I, I, I think that's kind of where the, you know, the breakdown happens, but you're totally right. There's that, there's this shift in younger generations valuing experiences Mm -hmm. over money, but also realizing Mm -hmm. that money is required for the experiences that they, that they so desperately want. And I think what's the solution? Honestly, the solution is what we've talked about on the show. What do you value? Right. How much money and time is required for what you value. So really like the problem I don't think is necessarily the problem. It is very intriguing to see organizations and countries and governments shift towards not having the culture be based around working more and making more and like saving and retiring and, you know, all those different things. It's kind of more based on experiences and you're seeing industries pop up like escape rooms and top golfs and, and things like this that are emerging and becoming these new trends because they are experiences, but they're also affordable experiences. They're not vacations, but they're things to do with your family and friends that are relationship building and experiential versus saving, buying that new lawnmower, buying that new car, buying that new house, not spending any money, not going. It's, you know, it's, it's these kind of like more miniature scale vacations that are popping up. Like I'm going to take a quick little vacation, play some top golf. I'm going to take a quick little vacation from life and go, you know, to an arcade, Dave and Buster's, you know, these, these experiential type things that are also attainable and affordable are really starting to become popular. Um, and it, it's obviously wherever people are spending their money will tell you what they value. So yes, they value experiences. And huh. entrepreneurs so, are making a lot of money by servicing those desires and wants. They are. That's a good point. When we were in uh, parts of Africa, there was uh, work was based on necessity. So what was what was in, what was needed? So food was needed or uh, hunting was needed or shopping was needed or sewing was needed. So work was based on necessity, but culture was built around relationship. Mm, yeah. I, that work, is, work was built on necessity, but culture was built around relationship. I think that's today. I think that's what we're coming into is work work this is that's what this is talking about i think i believe that this article is referring to that work around necessity but there's work that people do that's not necessity like if you ever maybe you have an uncle or friend or maybe it's you but you're into somebody that's into restoring old cars they do it on their weekends they spend thousands of dollars to do Mm -hmm. it No one's telling them to do it. No one's asking them to do it. No one's paying them to do it. In fact, they're paying to do it. But technically, it's still work because that's what a mechanic does or that's what a body shop does or that it's a it's an actual occupation 
but yet they're doing it on their weekends yeah and they're paying to do it like what is that what is that yeah we've used the word work ethic for so long maybe we're shifting to time ethic hmm. time what what are we doing with our time? Hmm. And it's not a judgment of what you should be doing or shouldn't be doing because people value different things. Some people love their work. They want to work. They want to work more. Other people um, want to work less and they still en enjoy their job, but they don't want to spend all their time at it. Yep. It provides an income for them where they can do what they really love to do whether that means spending time with in relationships or time on uh, experiences, adventures, or just having time off. I also have a challenging thought, too, of um, I, I was taken out by a client to a very expensive restaurant. Like, I don't know. There was only a, hand, a couple of us, and the bill was, like, over over $600. And I mean, now there's obviously more expensive restaurants than that, but relatively that's pretty expensive. Um, the food was great. The conversation was great, but I've experienced just much, just as much joy sitting across from my wife and friends at a Chick-fil-A at a McDonald's. Even. I mean, like sitting down for a good meal. Um, I think oftentimes society and marketing is so good at telling us what they want us to value because they want to make money off of us. Like, you should value a Rolex. Of course you want me to value a Rolex because now you get 6000 to $20,000 from me. But I've experienced really expensive stuff, and I've experienced things that don't cost that much, And then, but the value is the same. So I think, like, <laughs> I think... It is important to sit, you know, sit down and say, what do I value? How much does that cost? And how much time do I need for that? But also really think about, is it your value or was it a value that was deposited in your head that you think you need to value? Because going to a coffee shop with a friend, think about that. How does that make you feel? Sitting down and reading a book, a brand new book on a rainy day in a Barnes and Noble. Maybe that's not you, but how does that make you feel? Like right. going to an apple orchard in the fall, spending 20 bucks with your best friends, like how does that make you feel? Like think about all those things. And oftentimes we think that maybe that vacation to Europe is what's going to really, really make us feel that great. And then when we get there, it's like it didn't even meet our expectations. I was just as happy eating Chick-fil-A in America with my best friend. There you go. When my wife and I, first got married, our first jobs were school teachers. And we had a passion about teaching kids and seeing kids learn and grow and develop and become everything God had created them mm -hmm. to be. And our combined paycheck was 15000 a year. <sighs> That's 7500 for each of us. Per year? Per year. Wow. We lived in a... Uh, uh, a one-room apartment, a, a bedroom and living room and kitchen, but it was like all one room kind of divided off. Wow. And that is not where we wanted to stay the rest of our lives. Yeah. We could not have had children in that environment. It was too small. But I will tell you this, we were just as happy then as we are now. Gratefulness is something that 
can afford you every luxury you've ever wanted by realizing that you have most of it and most of it is accessible freely. It's just, it's that gratitude for what you have. It's that gratitude. And just looking at things differently, like oftentimes what we value isn't as expensive as we think it is. We're marketed things (laughs) that are very expensive that show off people looking like they're having a valuable time, but it may not even be, it may not even be what it's cracked up to be. And oftentimes you get and you go on a vacation and do something that you thought was going to be so great and it wasn't as great as you thought. Sometimes you do something that you didn't think was going to be that great and it's one of the best experiences of your life. So think back to some of the, your favorite memories and ask how expensive they were. Because time is real. Yep. And how we spend our time is important. It is. And the most meaningful time that we spend is usually in something that includes somebody else. It is, yeah. It is a relational factor. And so it's going to be interesting to see what happens as you opened up with. Where are we going to go with this? We know that a lot of this began in the industrial age when people were spending much more time away from home and away from loved ones. Prior the agricultural period, we worked a lot, but you worked as a family, you yep. worked as a unit, and you worked as a community. The industrial age brought in that. Now we're in the technological age, and things are different. We're connecting in different ways, but it still comes down to the same thing. What do you value? And with that, we thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Five Ideas. Make sure you know what you value, and make sure you make sure that it's your value and not a value that was imparted on you by somebody who wants your money and wants your time Um, because oftentimes as we said values are a lot closer to us and a lot more attainable to us than we think Uh, and we have plenty more episodes if you enjoyed this one that talk about all the various topics that you need to be successful and wholly successful in life so thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you on the next episode of five ideas five ideas